Welcome to Whatcom New Life Assembly's Sermon of the Week, where, as always, it's all good news. For more info on how to get involved in our church or to partner with our ministry, please visit us at whatcomnewlifeassembly.org. Today's our last day in this, in this series we've been doing called Don't Pray Your Way to Poverty. We so often, and really part of that is looking outside and not at yourself all the time. Look at the Lord, look at the Lord, look at the Lord. Um, last week, as Stephanie mentioned, we talked about the righteousness of God. And that's you. <laughs> By the blood of Jesus Christ, we, uh, we talked about the blood that was shed. And now a- as we plead the blood of Jesus, you become the righteousness of God. Like, and I'm not just talking about, oh, in, in name only. No, no, no. You are pure, spotless, righteous. This is, this, is, this is absolutely incredible. You are the righteousness of God. I'm going to say it 15 more times because you don't look like you believe me. You are the righteousness of God. If you don't believe that simple truth, you're, going to, you're never going to enter into the presence of God because you're so, you're so scared and you're, you feel bad. and all these. The enemy wants to keep you feeling bad, but the Lord wants you to just plead the blood of Jesus, repent, and you're in. Righteousness is the only thing that can come before the presence of God. That's it. So if you don't believe you're righteous, you're never going into his presence. You need to believe it in faith. I'm not asking you to feel it. You've got to believe it. In fact, in the, in the, in the temple time, in the, in the Old Testament, the descendants of Zadok, he was a Levite. He was, he was the one, you had to be a descendant of him to be the priest, to go in to the Holy of Holies and offer the sacrifice. Zadok means righteous. You had to be a, a, a descendant, a son of righteousness in order to enter into the presence, the Holy of Holies. Jesus came along and shed his blood, and you confess Jesus, you plead his blood. What are you? Thank you. One, two of you are righteous. The rest of you are too, if you will plead the blood of Jesus over your life. If I get excited about this, because I really want you to believe this. I want to see your lives transformed. He has great things for you. He has plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. And the only way to enter into that is to be the righteousness of God. you got to believe this. In fact, repentance is the, is, is, is the gateway to prosperity. Because repentance is what God is calling you to, into righteousness. I've been stuck in the book of Ezekiel. I, like the first, most of the time I'm reading it, I'm like, this is my least favorite book in the entire Bible. My goodness. It's like, son of dust, go and tell the Egyptians I'm going to kill them. I'm like, why? Oh, what? Go tell Tyre and Sidon, son of dust. No, God, why? I'm like, don't make me Ezekiel. Oh, my goodness. All the things in there. And I'm like, God, where's the good news? I'm telling you, it's in there for a reason, folks. In fact, I've just been reading. He goes on and on. He's t- in, in, there's like three, four, five chapters describing the temple. Okay, here's what happened. Ezekiel was a prophet during the time of the exile. If you don't know what that is, what happened is Jesus established the temple. Excuse me. God established the temple. The Israelites did. They kept on sinning. The Babylonians came, destroyed the temple, killed a lot of people, took them off into exile. And Ezekiel was a prophet during this time of the exile. And that's when God would be like, tell these people this. Tell my people this. And then we get to this portion of scripture. There's no temple right now during Ezekiel's time. 
But God brings him in to the Temple Mount in the Spirit, and, and he's got Jesus standing there with a the measuring line. And systematically, in details, almost laboriously, every square inch of the temple, and this wall was this thick, and this wall was this thick, and this pathway was here, and this was interlaid with it, and there were palm trees. And I'm like, this is great information. I'm like, but what, what are you trying to do here? So you get through the five chapters, and then he says, once he gets done with describing all of these, of these portions of the temple in the spirit to Ezekiel, and now he says, now go and tell my people in exile this, so that they will see my goodness and repent. And it hit me. The Lord declares the great and mighty things, the goodness of his glory, because it brings us to repentance. This is why he's constantly saying amazing things about, you're the righteousness of God, I have plans for you, so that you will repent and be like, yeah, I want your plan, not mine. I, I'm so sorry, Father, forgive me. I forgive you. Now you can enter into the holy of holies, the glory of God. You can enter, in, you can enter into bold prayers. Do you understand? We can pray bold prayers. We can enter into his presence boldly. But today, I want to... I wanna, kind of turn it on its ear a little bit. And I want to invite us to pray sheepishly instead. I would like to invite you, church, and instruct you that you are to pray sheepish prayers. Now, what you have to understand is our understanding of sheepish is a little tainted, because we think this is sheepish. Well, gee, Jesus, hi. <laughs> Um, hey, I don't want to bother you. <laughs> that's not what sheepish is. That's what we use if you call somebody sheepish because they act like that. But that's really not what sheepish is. We're going to find out what praying sheepishly, being sheepish, really is like. Why? Because you are sheep. You're sheep, whether you like it or not. Well, you better like it. You do like it if you know Jesus. All over the Bible, over and over. They could have picked goats. They could have picked bulls. They could have, these were all animals that were around in, 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 in the farms. But the Bible continually calls back and calls you sheep. Not in, just in the Old Testament, in the New Testament as well. 34 times in the Gospels alone. Sheep, your sheep, your sheep. Your sheep. The Old Testament, there's, there's, there's nine different psalms, all of which are surrounded by, by this imagery. You are the sheep of his pasture. Psalm 100, verse 3 says this. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. This is important to understand when coming before the Lord. Fast forward into the book of John, and I'm going to read two sections of it. i got a lot of scripture today, so I want to hurry up. But I'm going to read John 10, verses 14 through 16, and then skip down to verse 27 through 30. This is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, talking to us. And he says this, I am the good shepherd, and I know my own sheep, and they know me. Just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay my life down for the sheep. I have other sheep, too. In another fold, I must bring them also, and they will heed my voice. This is talking about you if you are a Gentile, which means not Jewish by birth. You're the sheep. He's saying, I've got other sheep, and I've got to bring them in, too, because they know my voice. They will heed my voice, and there will be 
One flock and one shepherd. That's verse 16. This is good news. We skip down. This is all in the same thought. And Jesus says this, my sheep recognize my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them away from me for my father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. Praise Jesus. So no one can kidnap them from me. I and the father are one. Everyone repeat after me. Thank you, those who will willingly jump in with me and have some fun. You, we are sheep. And I want to tell you something. He says, my sheep know my voice. And I want to just get this out of the way. Because I bet if I interviewed a lot of you, you'd be like, I don't know if I can really hear the voice of the Lord. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever accepted Christ into your heart to be your Savior? Shake your head if that's yes. If that is your answer, you know how to hear from God. Because the Bible makes it clear, no one can come to the Father unless he calls them. So, rewind your, your, your moment back to your testimony. When you first accepted Jesus, some of you that was not long ago, some of you was 100 years ago, no. That was Jesus calling you. That was the shepherd. That's his voice. And so if you've come to him, he's called you, and you know how to hear him. He's a very good shepherd. He loves to talk to you. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. You can hear. He says, my sheep know my voice. They know it. You know his voice. And they follow. We love to follow the shepherd. Let's say it again. <laughs> Let me ask this question and get this out of the way before we get into the prayer portion. Who is the shepherd? Wait a second here. Not one of you just said my name. I'm the pastor of this church. The Assemblies of God gave me this very just a while ago. I'm a shepherd. And not one of you. you I'm offended. No, you got the answer right. Okay? That's, this is, I, am, I am a shepherd, an under-shepherd, with the lower case S. Please understand that. Because if you don't understand that, you're going to be very disappointed in Christianity. Honestly, if you try to come to the Father through Andy, it is going to hurt. It's going to be just grossly disappointed. I'm so sorry. I, 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 because listen, God, don't, and don't get me wrong, I am a gift from God to this church. <laughs> All right? I'm not trying to diminish what the, the call that the Lord's put on my life. Uh, I, I am, I've, been, I've been given a gift to be a, a pastor, a, little, a lowercase s, shepherd. I get, to, I get to feed the sheep by listening to the Lord. But, but you know what? The truth of the matter is, if you really lean in, you really lean in and listen, here's what you should hear. Because that's all I am. I'm a, sh I'm a sheep. I'm a sheep, just like you. Some, some of us, we, we derailed our lives because maybe a prophet, a preacher, a teacher, an evangelist, somebody I really look up to, grandpa, dad, mom, they, they grossly disappointed us. And so we've used that as an excuse to walk away from God. I just want to say this, and, and, and I was in that boat too, please understand. But if that's the case and you're here today, that's on you. 
Because you follow me long enough, you will be disappointed in, 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 in who I can possibly be. Because I'm a sheep just like you. I just, you know, the Lord gives us, gives the church gifts. He gives prophets, teachers, evangelists. But they should all sound like this. <laughs> My job is to listen and obey. I should be the first one obeying. That's what, that's what an under-shepherd does. That's, that's what the lowercase s. I'm a sheep just like you. So don't blame the good shepherd on account of anyone else, no matter who it is, even if it's your spouse, your best friend, don't blame the good shepherd if another sheep offends you. Now we honor each other. We look at the giftings and we respect those in each other, but we never, ever, please don't ever try to let me replace God's Jesus place in your life. I'm telling you, that's not my role. That's nobody's role. He is your shepherd. He is your good shepherd. And he wants you to follow him. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If anyone else is your shepherd, you shall want. You shall want a lot of different things. But the Lord is the good shepherd. Amen? Well, it's one more time. Repeat after me. All right. So I, uh, I, I wikipedia This is the most truthful source on the internet, wikipedia but I just was, uh, I was, I was doing research on, what, on sheep characteristics. Now, I want to preface this because this is not something like a, a pastor wrote or anything. This is, this is just characteristics of a sheep. And I didn't just stand on Wikipedia. I was just reading different articles from secular sources about sheep. I found some very interesting things that the Lord was speaking to me through these other articles. One of the things was sheep have very poor depth perception. That's what the, that's what the article said. And, and this, this is verbatim. And so they constantly move out of dark places into the light. Because they can really stumble in, in shadow. And so they constantly are attracted to the lighter places. That sounds very interesting. Again, Jesus chose, the Lord chose to call us sheep, not goats, not cows, for, a very, for some very important reasons. We are to be people who move toward the light. Right? Sheep have great hearing. I didn't know that about sheep. They have fantastic hearing. You, as a child of God, as a sheep, have fantastic hearing. It's not as hard to hear the Lord speaking to you as we make it out. Again, go back to that moment when you were saved. My sheep know my voice, he says, and they follow me. We have great discernment. I want you to uh, watch this video real quick. One more time. Ha, 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 ha. 
Ooh. Watch the sheep's head almost immediately. Look at them, look at them. My sheep know my voice, he says, and they follow. Very interesting. One of the things I noticed in that video, as soon as the shepherds started speaking, many sheep lifted their heads and, and heard it. But it wasn't until that one sheep started to make a run for it, everybody joined in. Our job, sheep, is to be quick to listen and quick to obey. When you do that, that ushers in revival in those around you. Because we are sheep. We like to herd together. We like, we like to herd together. Parents, your number one job, Melvin and Melody, hear the voice of God and follow quickly. That's going to speak volumes to your kids more than anything. Now, we got lots of other responsibilities, but I'm telling you, parents, model listening and obedience. Because this is the heart of what sheepish prayers are. They're first and foremost more about listening than they are about anything else. My sheep know my voice. The first thing you've got to do is hear the shepherd. Right? Because until I listen to the shepherd, I'm just standing on a field. Right? My prayers need to be listening prayers. And other, the other thing, your job is to point your prayers in the right direction. The word prayer actually means directed to God. That's important. You, don't direct, you direct your prayers to the shepherd. This isn't prayer. Hey, guys, let's just pray about the situation. And I spend a half hour telling them my, my woes. I haven't started entering into prayer yet until I say, Lord, how many people have had this situation? You, maybe you were the one praying, or you went to somebody, could you pray for me? This is going on in my life. And instead of a prayer, you receive a counseling session in the name of prayer. Or maybe you prayed this. Come on, we've done this before. Lord, just show them that if they'd get their act together, things would really work out a lot more for them. And that's not a prayer. That's me trying to give you advice with my eyes closed. Where the prayer is directed is super important. I got to listen to what the Father's saying. I have to direct, Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus. What are you saying about this situation? Yes, I realize there's a time and place for practical advice, but if I'm going to do it in the guise of prayer, it better be directed to the shepherd in listening to what he is saying because he's the good shepherd. I'm a, I'm a sheep too. Now, I might have some advice for you, but you may need to listen, lean in, follow, obey, quick to the Lord. Amen? Amen. That's, I believe that's one of my, my, my biggest duties as a pastor is, is to listen and just be quick to obey. I always want to err on the side of obedience. This is what I feel the Lord saying, I'm going to do it, even if I fail miserably. Listen, goats run and chase anything. They'll eat tin cans for goodness sakes. But a sheepish prayer is only one that is moved by the shepherd. 
quickly with the few minutes I have left. I want to read Luke 11 to us. In Luke 11, Jesus is, is there, and, and the sheep come up to him. Hey, <laughs> teach us how to pray. <laughs> All right? And he's like, this is a great opportunity to teach you how to pray. And so he teaches them how to pray. And how many know if the good shepherd has some instructions? It's a really good voice to listen to. So Luke chapter 11, I'm, I'm going to read uh, the first bit here. It says this. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, and as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food that we need. And forgive us our sins as we forgive what the sin against. Uh, and don't yield into... I'm just kidding. We like to go over that section. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. So many good things here. We could spend the next five weeks dissecting this. But this isn't the heart of what I feel we need to share. That will speak on its own. Let the Lord speak to you about that. But immediately after this, in the same breath, Jesus uses an illustration for what prayer looks like. Now this seems like a really nice, simple prayer that I can write on my wall and just recite it before I go to bed. Boom, I'm done. Now I pray me down to sleep. I pray to let myself to keep it. I need to okay. Amen. So he gives you this instruction, and then he moves immediately into the illustration. It says this. Then, teaching them more about prayer, he said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose, go to the next slide for me, suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. Now this is Jesus' instruction about this little story. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. End of story. Interesting here. Because this isn't a picture of, hey, Jesus, um, bye. Shameless audacity. This is, <laughs> you have to understand if I know who my shepherd is I go to him quickly and I'm bold I'm right in with you because he's a good shepherd he loves me he doesn't beat me he feeds me he leads me to pass around. so I'm quick I go right to him that is a sheepish prayer it's got shameless audacity the King James puts it this way importunity I don't even know what that means but the, the word there in the Greek literally means impudence and shamelessness. When I come to the Lord, a sheepish prayer has no shame in its game. Shame has no place in prayer. Well, what about all the guilt I feel? Great, plead the blood of Jesus and move on. Because, because the shame, shame will keep you lame. And I just made that rhyme. Shame will make your prayers lame. <laughs> That's Holy Spirit has to be. <laughs> it will. If I go into the prayer, if I, oh, I feel so bad. I'm gonna, Plead the blood of Jesus. Move on and get into the presence. Yeah, 
That's what a sheep does. These sheep, as soon as they heard the shepherd's voice, oh, and then we're going to come. And if you're in that sheep pen, they would surround the shepherd because he's calling them for a reason. And they wouldn't be like, hey. <laughs> They're right in on his grill. What do you want? What do you, hey, what are you doing? You're good. I like you. All right. Shameless audacity. I want to I illustrate this, okay? Because here's the deal. Zeb, I need your help. We believe in prayer and... I didn't ask you to do that. No, I did, actually. I just you think he was weird. Uh, more so than normal, all right? We believe in prayer and petition, right? With thanksgiving, we present our requests before God. We believe you can continually come to the shepherd and ask. But I want to say a couple of things. Number one, the shepherd is allowed to say no. The shepherd is allowed to say not yet. You're not allowed to say those things. Because if the shepherd says, hey, we're going to go this way. No, that's a goat, all right? There should be no, there's no no in your prayer vocabulary. That's not a part of a prayer. Because when the shepherd says, when the shepherd directs, the sheep goes, okay. All right? So here's the deal. I, as a brilliant, nearsighted sheep, I may see a beautiful tuft of grass just on the other side of this fence. Oh, it's so beautiful. You should eat some. Yes, I'm a dad. All right. So, so, a goat goes right for it. A goat slips through the fence. A goat goes for, the, goes for the grass. A sheep, a good sheep goes to the shepherd. Hey, guess what? There's a great tuft to grab there. I would love to go eat this. Let's go have some of this. But But I don't know what's behind that wall. I don't understand it. I only see this. All right, get out of here. The good shepherd, he doesn't beat the sheep, but he leads them and he guides you. Sometimes in your prayer, you're like, I just keep coming, I'm asking for the same thing. And every time I feel like this, maybe the good shepherd has a gorgeous field over just behind that wall if you will trust him and listen to him. You see, I also looked up goats on Wikipedia and, and it said some great things about goats. One thing, if you have goats, they're notorious escape artists. They are, if you throw up my picture for me. And it said this, this was Wikipedia, this wasn't a pastor writing this. In fact, goats will find any weakness in the fence line and they will exploit it. And then I found this interesting. Again, this was not a Christian site. They said, not only will it exploit it once, it will go through it and back and through it and back so that the other goats know how to escape. You see, God picked sheep and sheep were one of the first uh, animals that were herded as because they were they loved to come and herd they loved to bunch together and they were easy to domesticate and so that's that's the sheep goats were later invented too but you have to whack them sometimes all right you don't please don't hear i'm not a farmer all right i got a dog goats try to escape goats don't trust the sheep know his voice and they follow the good shepherd. I'm not saying that you get to understand what's behind the wall. I'm not saying you don't get to understand why you're not allowed to eat this at this moment or your prayer's not being answered at this very second that you want it. But the sheep says, okay. And when you say okay, 
and you start to start to go where the shepherd is leading you, this causes revival to happen with those around you. Because they're like, oh, if that's where the shepherd wants him to, let's follow. Sheep love to bunch together. This is one of the things that you have to understand. Sheepish prayers consider other people. Not how to exploit them, but, but they consider them. Because we are the sheep of his pasture, not just you, not just me. Right? Goats love to butt heads. They love to fight about it, right? But the sheep will bunch together and follow the shepherd together. And they will forgive. They will follow. We need, listen, if, you're, if you are constantly in the business of fighting and eating other Christians, you might just not be a sheep. You might have a wolf tendency because the wolves are the ones that eat each other. Sheep follow the shepherd. All right, I, I, just need to, I just need to land here. The good shepherd calls his sheep by name. The Bible says that we all, have, like sheep, have gone astray, haven't we? But he will also leave the 99 to go after the one. And listen, the Lord spoke to me very clearly this morning that there will be people here that have gone astray. I'm not trying to convince you you're a goat. I'm telling you you are a sheep that the Lord is after because he loves you. And I'm telling you, he's calling you today to come back. Come back. Remember, remember the love of the shepherd at first. I don't know what's gotten in your way. Maybe it was substance abuse. Maybe it was offense. Maybe, maybe it was anger. Maybe you've never come to the shepherd in the first place, but he is calling you back to repentance because he's got good things for you. He knows what's behind the wall, and he's asking you. I, I can't tell you how true this is. He's calling out to you. I, I, I got saved like 59 times in my car <laughs> to Keith Green, Stephen Curtis. <laughs> Listen, there was a time in my life, like I remember this time in high school, I really, I still loved the shepherd, but I was off doing my own thing on the other side of the field. And, and I got in the car and mock me if you want, but that song by Stephen Curtis Chapman, I, that cassette happened to pop in because my mom had it in the minivan that I drove, which was awesome. And the song was, his eyes are always among us. And I just wept. Because the Holy Spirit just said, oh, come. I didn't need to be in a big church service, but he was calling me. How many have had altar experiences in their car? <laughs> this other time, this is out, out of high school, I was mad. I was angry at the church. I was mad because of the disunity. I was, I was disillusioned. I thought it was stupid and nonsense. I still loved the shepherd. I was mad at this church, believe it or not. And I was, uh, I, I was, at, this, I was at a party. And it was a bad scene. I shouldn't have been there. And, and I remember afterwards, nothing really happened at the party that, you know, other than a bunch of bad stuff. <laughs> like I didn't get hit revival zone in the, in the party. But I went and I got in my car. No song playing. And the Holy Spirit says, I love you. And I just wept. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Oh, God, I love you. I need you. He leaves the 99 and he comes after you right in your car, right wherever you are at. He wants you back. He's a good, good shepherd. 
And I just want to encourage you and call you out that if, if, if lowercase shepherds or other people have offended you, let it go because the good shepherd will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And I believe with all my heart through the Holy Spirit, he's calling you right now. And Stephanie, if I could have you come. I'm going to close in prayer here because I need to let you go. But I, I want to be very specific here and I want to invite us I'll say amen, you can go if you want to, but if you want to just spend some time at the altar and the front, specifically, we wanna listen to the good shepherd. Maybe you're at a place in your life that you know you need to just repent and quickly get back into his presence. You've gone astray. Or maybe you're here and you just want to spend time with the shepherd because you hear the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart right now. After I pray, I'm going to dismiss you, and you are invited to just spend some time. Just come up and spend time at the altar in his presence with the good shepherd. So let's pray. Father, in heaven, holy is your name. Let your kingdom come, and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, we ask it. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Please come, spend some time. If you need to go, go enjoy the green pastures of the presence of God in your everyday life because he'll never leave you. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit us at welcomenewlifeassembly.org.